Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in. Matthew chapter 1, we're going to read verses 18 through 25. Um, I do want to invite you to connect with us um, online. Um, Make sure that you are with us. Text prevail to 84576. Uh, We'd love to connect with you if you're interested in knowing more about the church. And especially with 2021 coming up, we got some great things coming up. And uh, we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. Um, Also, partner with us uh, through giving. We appreciate all of you that have decided to partner with us. We've been able to bless um, a family this year with 11 children. And I just want to, I just want to take a, t- a moment and celebrate you all because every name on that tree was taken. That's, that's a beautiful thing. And you guys should, you should, you should really, I'm just thinking about that. There's 11 children we had, I don't know how many name things, it was a lot. But every name was taken, every one of those children will get, uh, will be blessed. And we're going to bless the parents. So we're excited about that. And that is because of you all. That's because of your heart for giving, your heart for loving on the community. So thank you. Thank you. Go ahead and clap. I mean, I guess you shouldn't clap for yourself, but I just wanted to say that. So anyways, um, let's dive into the scripture. Matthew 1, um, and we're going to read verses 18 through 25. It says this, this, is, this was how Jesus, God's anointed one, was born. His mother, Mary, had promised Joseph to be, um, had promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man. Somebody say righteous. Full of integrity. Come on, he was holy. And he didn't want to disgrace her. His righteousness and his, his integrity, uh, he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, listen to this now. So he didn't want to, he didn't want to do the do before marriage, Amen. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he planned to break the engagement. And the Bible says, um, while he was still debating with himself about what to do, uh, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. And the an angel of the, from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because of the holy, because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived uh, a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son. You are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give life, give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened so that what the Lord spoke through the prophet would come true. Listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son. He will be known as Emmanuel, Savior Emmanuel, 
which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. I'm going to say God became one of us. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from doing the do until she was able to give birth to her son, whom they named Jesus. I want to uh, preach a message today called The Joy of Anticipation. The Joy of Anticipation. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to say. I pray that you'll be in this room in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to first start off by saying the scripture um, has a lot of different ways that you can go and preach it and a lot of different things that can be said. One of the things that I want to bring to uh, your attention, so to speak, first of all, is sometimes, many times, we are too quick to give up on people in the midst of issues that we don't quite understand. Sometimes we give up on people and we walk away from people before we actually seek the Lord about what's happening with that person and how we should respond to that person. Uh, Joseph, the Bible says, was a man that was righteous and full of integrity. But when he heard that Mary was pregnant, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute. Mary. <laughs> you know, we're going to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Come on, some, come to, well, Jesus wasn't around that time, so we can't say come to Jesus moment. But, but Joseph was like, something ain't right. And uh, the Bible says that he secretly planned to break off the engagement. I also want to throw this out for all my church folk, that if we're going to write people off, let's not do it in secret. Why don't we be bold about our disdain for people? like we are um, when we're talking about them behind their back or gossiping or all these things. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, ooh, it's Christmas. Let, let, me not, let me not take too many jabs. But the scripture, I was reading this thing and I was just, I was, just, I was really just kind of tore up because I was looking at this and Joseph, the Bible says that he had planned to, 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 to write it off. He had planned to leave and be gone. And a lot of us have made plans to just be done with people and write them off. And, and during this Christmas season, I know sometimes we begin to, to think about these things and we begin to look at our friends list. You know, we got a couple friends list. We got Facebook friends. We got, you know, phone friends. We got, you know, all these friends. And we start looking at them and we just, hmm. And, and, and sometimes we begin to write people off based upon their issues. But the Bible says this. It says that Joseph fell asleep. Somebody say he fell asleep. Say it loud. Fell asleep. When he fell asleep, the Bible said he had a supernatural dream, which means that in the middle of him about to write Mary off, the Holy Spirit stepped in. That when he was done, God was not. Amen? This ain't really even part of my notes, but I'm going here for a moment. Because... He was done. He was moving on. He was writing off. He was like, I'm finished. I can't do it. I don't even know what she, who she's pregnant by. And then the Holy Spirit, I mean, the, the angel came and said, yo, yo, Joseph, don't you do it, bro. Because what she's carrying is coming from the Holy Spirit. It ain't got nothing to do with you. 
The work that's going on inside of her has nothing to do with your capabilities. You have no part of this, of making this happen. And as I begin to really like dive into this, I begin to think about this. Sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes we give up too quickly on people when God is working inside them to bring forth something that will change the world. Mary could have been lonely, upset, you know, kicked to the curb, disgraced. And even though the Bible says that, jo that Joseph was a man of integrity, he didn't want to disgrace her, when he found out he was about to leave, it still would have disgraced her. It still would have made her look real bad. But he had a moment, a, a supernatural interruption, so to speak, that spoke to him and said, no, don't you give up on her, for she uh, has conceived, the Holy Spirit has conceived in her, her womb. And she will give birth to a son, you will name him Savior, and he'll be destined, his life is destined to save his life, the people, and all this stuff. And then he said this, this is what happened, this had to happen, so what the prophet spoke can come true. That basically, the circumstance that, though we may not like the circumstance, though you may not really appreciate the circumstance, Joseph, this is the word of the Lord. Though it ain't coming in wrapped in a pretty box bowl, you know, all this stuff looking at you, nicely slid under the Christmas tree. This is a word from the Lord. This is the plan of God. This is how God was working. And the Bible says that he didn't Move, he, he stayed. They named the baby Jesus. This kind of sets me up for what I want to really unpack for you today. And it's this idea of anticipation. If we can be honest with you, uh, with each other, 2020 has been... 2020. <laughs> you know that, that old saying, what they say, hindsight is 2020? <laughs> we all going to be like that in like a few weeks. Whew, thank you, Lord Jesus. If 2021 start looking like 2020, I just might check out for a few minutes. Just, you know, hey, guys, I'm done for, for a month. I'm just gone, okay? I'm just, um, but this idea of anticipation is it's very interesting to me because you see it kind of in this story with Joseph and Mary and the, I, the angel alludes to a couple things that I want to bring to our attention. It says uh, over in verse 21, it says, she will give birth to a son, you want to name him Savior, he, for he is destined to give life, to give his life, to save his people from their sins. And then 22 says, so this happened so what the Lord spoke to the prophet would come true. He's talking about Isaiah. And he says, listen, virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son. He will be known as Emmanuel, which means in the Hebrew, God became one of us. So this is what the prophet Isaiah spoke in the Old Testament, 
prophesying about Jesus, the Messiah, to come. We can journey back for about, say, like 2,000 years, put this in context. Uh, this is when King Herod had been ruling over the Jews. King Herod is not, uh, he, they call him Herod the Great, but he wasn't so great. Herod was a schemer. He uh, took advantage of the Roman political unrest to claw his way to the top. During the Civil War uh, the, in the empire, Herod won the favor of Octavian, and, and Octavian became the um, Emperor Augustus Caesar later in his life. And once he was king, Herod launched a, what the, this thing called a, a, an ambitious building program, both in Jerusalem and a despect and Caesarea. And listen, he named the end. He, he, he restored the, Jer the Jerusalem temple, which was later destroyed. So he did some good things, okay? Herod did some great things. He kept order in Israel. He did all kinds of stuff. Uh, he strengthens Israel's uh, position in the ancient world by uh, increasing their worth. And he turned Israel into a trading hub. Okay? He built theaters, amphitheaters, ports, markets, temples, houses, palaces, all kinds of stuff. He built walls around Jerusalem. Come on. Sorry. This was Herod, though. He, he did some good stuff. Uh, and uh, he kept order by using the secret police, but he had this this tyranny, this this rule, like a almost like a dictator. He knew how to get things done, but he was very sly in the way he did. Herod was also. A brutal man. Somebody say brutal man. Uh, he killed his father-in-law. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all husbands are like, ooh, I need that Herod or no sky. <laughs> Don't you say that out loud. He killed his father-in-law. He killed several of his ten wives. I mean, if you got ten wives... He killed several of his ten wives, and he killed two of his sons, which is sad. He was a brutal man. He had trust issues, and it showed in every facet of his leadership. He ignored the laws of God to suit himself and chose the favor of Rome over the favor of his people. This is Herod. He was all about making himself and his name great, and he taxed the Jewish people real, real bad. And under his rule, the Jewish people suffered greatly. This is why we find when we enter into the story of Jesus being birth, born, they're, they're traveling to Bethlehem because of the tax rules that were set up. They had to go back to the, like, it was bad. 
All right? So the Jewish people of this time, and I, I just want to give you some context. The Jewish people of this time, they suffered greatly, but they still had great hope and expectation of a Messiah to come. They were suffering, but still hoping. They were tired, but still believing. They were beat down, angry, but somehow they still believed that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. I wonder how many of us, if we can look back over this year and say, man, I'm tired, but I'm still believing. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I just believe that God is still God and God is still good. I may not see all that I wanted to see happen this year, but I still will keep my faith. And they had great hope and expectation. And the hope of their future, the hope for their future was centered on the arrival of the Messiah. Messiah means someone who has been anointed. Somebody say anointed. And see, in their scriptures, especially in the writings of the prophet, the Jewish people read of the anointed one who will be sent by God to bring everlasting peace. They were hoping for a greater day they had anticipation. Somebody say anticipation. It's easy to understand their excitement at the thought of the coming Messiah. But they had mixed opinions. People, they mixed on their opinions of who the Messiah would be. Uh, and then they were mixed on their opinions of how he would act when he would get here. Many believed that he would be a great uh, uh, descendant of the great uh, of King David. He would be a mighty leader born into luxury and wealth. Come on. Who would bring them prosperity and liberate them from the Romans. We got a king coming. He going to come and it's going to be grand. Many believe that. Then the other was, uh, there were others that looked forward to a, a savior who would come, this idea who would use force, who would be violent, who would show up looking like, you know, Rambo. Or Sylvester Stallone, is he Rambo? He was Rambo, right? Yeah. And he showed up looking like Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, he be, be <laughs> like, what in the world? Use force, and he would use force in, in, if, if, if necessary to remove the Romans out of the Palestine. Most of them believe that the, the Savior or the Messiah that was to come was going to liberate them from Rome, Roman rule. Basically wipe out the Romans, and then it would be just the Jewish people and we'd be good. None of them expected a baby to come. And be born in a stable to unwealthy people.
None of them expected that this baby would grow up and not just, he wouldn't liberate them from Rome, but he would work to save Rome and bring Rome into the promised people. I, I, I just, our anticipation of things, it's great that we have faith, but we need to learn how to, to really look at this thing in, in a way that, because listen, the, the, the people believe what they believe based on their experiences and their things and their comfort level and what they desire and what they hope for. So if they were always constantly fighting against the Roman rule, they always wanted somebody that was going to come and deliver them from that rule. And many of us, listen, we want God to fit our situation at the time our situation is happening. Many of us don't believe God just to be God. Amen? A lot of us, we, we live our life and we're like, oh, you know, God is good when we're successful. And then when things ain't going too well, well, what did I do wrong? Well, did I do this? I need to do this. I need to do that. I ain't got my words right. I ain't saying this right. Maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's a part of God's plan too. Joseph, I don't want you to leave her. I know the circumstances aren't great. I know people are going to say something, they're going to have something, they're going to give you the looks, and they're going to do all this stuff. But Joseph, what I'm doing in her, what's going on inside her is of the Lord. It is part of my plan. I am not done yet. And sometimes, listen, listen, we got to, mm, listen, sometimes, uh, as I was saying earlier, we lose hope very quickly. And what I want to tell you is that maybe God's not done. And you don't need to lose hope. And you don't lose anticipation. Somebody say anticipation. I got a couple of things I want to talk about when it comes to anticipation. And the first thing is this. Is that anticipation breeds expectations. Anticipation breeds expectations. Though the Jewish people were going through what they were going through, how they were going through it and facing over and over, they still anticipated that a Savior was coming. See, here, here's the difference between expectation and anticipation. In order to have expectations, you gotta have something that's that your expectations are built on. Listen, they had a word that a savior was coming. So they built their anticipation on that word. They built their expectation on the anticipation that something was coming. 
If I come to my kids and tell them, I'm going to give you candy. Look, their eyes just lit up right now. Like, oh, what? Sugar? <laughs> but if I say that, it don't matter what time I say it. I can say it early. I can walk in the room at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yo, I'm going to give you some candy today. Do you know all day long, they're going to be like, Wait no daddy give me that candy. Back in their mind, it's gonna be there. Eating breakfast. I'm getting me some candy. At some point you're gonna give me some candy. Take the trash out. I wonder if you're gonna give me candy after I take the trash out. <laughs> you feel me? Anticipation is like because I gave them a word and they just anticipated at some point he's gonna do it. Listen to this. It begins to become expectation. If at the end of the day, I haven't given them the candy, then they start to become vocal. Hey, Daddy. Uh, I was thinking about some candy, you know. My children, y'all, listen, I don't know if y'all children like it, but my children are smart. They'll talk about something when we know what they're actually talking about. But they're like, so you remember, uh, <laughs> they'll try to bring up a memory. Dad, you remember on Halloween? You were smiling. I was holding my candy bag. Like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Max would be like, oh. He'd be like, what's up, Max? Oh, man, I was just thinking about candy. He's just like, what? But, but listen, their expectation has been built on the word that I said I was going to give them a piece of candy. So now they are, listen, their expectation is now starting for them to bring it up directly. It's in their conversation. It's all around them. It's, it's part of who they are because they know daddy gave them a word and daddy's going to deliver that word. Listen, we got to get like this with God. God gives you a word. You got to begin to get your expectation when you start letting that thing consume your conversation, consume your mind. I know God's going to do it because he said he would. And I'm not going to, listen, the end of the day is coming. Lord, are you going to, listen, Lord, I was thinking about what you said. I was thinking about this or I was thinking about that because, listen, you got to begin to let this thing consume you. You you cannot let the end of this year get by without God doing what he said he would do. Amen. Y'all quiet in the house of the Lord today, but that's all right. The Bible says that, I mean, not, not the Bible, but anticipation, the dictionary says that it's the act of looking forward. Somebody say looking forward. Some of us got to turn our head around, stop looking out the rearview mirror. And stop looking at the back window trying to drive forward. Many of us are just, we, oh, I wonder why I'm, and then you wonder why it's crashing and all of Because you keep looking at your past. You keep trying to figure out what, why this didn't happen. You know what? Stop. It didn't happen because it didn't happen. Maybe it wasn't God's timing. It's time to look forward to the future of what God is doing. Amen. Because he didn't do it there don't mean he won't do it down the road. The Bible says he's the same God. He is not done. 
He is not thrown off by what's not happening in your life. He has a plan, and if you trust him, no matter what you're facing, what you're going through, no matter what it looks like, I don't care. Listen, everybody keeps saying, well, 2020 was hard. You know what? 2020 was part of God's plan. I know we don't want to hear that, but it was. Man, that's a hard thing to accept when we've had so many people die and lo- lose their life and, 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 and we lost loved ones. And but it is a part of God's plan. He works all things together for the good of them that love him. If you trust that God is your Lord and Savior, then you trust that God has your best interest at hand. Amen. Sometimes we go through stuff and we're like, oh man, I don't know what to do. Trust him. Anticipation breeds expectation. It's the act of looking forward. Somebody say, look forward. Somebody say, look forward. Say, look forward. Say it again, look forward. What are you thinking about for 2021? What are you dreaming about? What are you hoping about? Are you writing vision for next year? Are you be dreaming about starting that business? What is it that you're hoping for? Are you just planning, oh, well, I'm just going to wait and see when they're going to lift all these mass ordinances. I'm going to lift out, you know, all the, you, uh, listen, you got to begin to dream and begin to say, God, I'm going forward. I'm going to trust you. I, listen, and I'm not saying go out here and have a big old party and be with 100,000 people. Nobody tell you to do that. But you know the dream and hope. You can still plan for your future and you can still begin to ask God to give you a plan and a hope for your future that, that involves what he wants for your life. I talked to some pastors. They're like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the church. You know, we're just, we're just doing our online thing. I'm like, lean into this moment. Lean into this moment. You know what? Your doors may not ever open up again, but lean into this moment. Stop putting value on the things that God does not put value on. Amen. You know, there was a day where I'd be, I would be tore up at the church based on how many people showed up to the room. Be at home like, man, I'm, I, I suck as a person. I'm a terrible dude. I'm blah, 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 blah. And my wife would be like, shut up. I'm like, girl, don't you tell me shut up. I know. I see, now I'm talking. I'm just terrible. Now, you know, she was like, chill out. Lean into the moment. Look forward to what God is doing. Amen. Next thing is this, anticipation breeds hope. Somebody say hope. They had an anticipation that caused them to never lose hope. As I begin to look over this year and I begin to think about all the things that's happened this year, and I begin to think about the stuff that's changed this year, our political climate, you know, we talk about coronavirus, all kinds of stuff. Can I just, can I, can I be a little, y'all good, y'all be all right. Y'all know me. Uh, I began to think about um, 
our current president, and I began to think about why it was, why a lot of things are the way they are. And I began to think about, um, what's his name, Dr. Fauci or whatever, and why people have such knee-jerk reactions to all this stuff. And one of the key elements is when I, when I listen to them talk, a lot of their conversation is absent of hope. It's absent of hope. You know what people want? People want hope. Now, some of y'all can get mad at me about this, but listen, hear me. You know why Joe Biden won? Because he had hope in his conversation. People are hoping for a better day. We don't want the same old, same old. Fear, anger, fighting, all this stuff. We want hope. We need somebody that will say, you know what? It may not be easy, but we can come out better on the other side of this thing. It may not work out like I wanted to work out, but we can do way. I know we got the potential to come out greater on the other side. Hello? People need hope. The word uh, anticipation breeds hope, and I wrote this down, is to look forward with desire, to look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence. If a lot, you, you, wanna, you wanna know the quickest way to lose people is to offer them no hope about the future. If I sit up here every Sunday and say, man, I don't know what's gonna happen next week, but I hope y'all come to church. I'd be like, ain't nobody, I ain't going back there. 2020 has killed us. I don't know if we're gonna make it 2021. But God is good, amen? Y'all be like, what? Because people want hope. We all, we need hope. If you work for an employer that offers you no hope about the future, you get worried, you get concerned, you don't want to be there. Amen? Hallelujah? Because people need hope. Somebody say hope. I wrote this down, there's three things that I wanted to tell you real quickly. And this is based on the wise men and their thing. Now, if we know the story of the wise men, I don't want to read it, but they were on their way. King Herod pulled them aside, said, yo, yo. What Jesus said, where that baby at? And they're like, oh, you know, star. He was like, oh, when you find him, come back and get me. So I want to give him a gift, a real gift. Y'all know the story, right? The gift he wanted to give him was death, sudden death. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then, uh, so, anyways, they follow the story, they get there, and then they realize that they, they don't need to go back to Herod at all. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, there's three things that we need to Anticipate. So write this down for 2021, some, something you can write down. Three things. First thing is this. We need to anticipate a greater day. Somebody say a greater day. 
I don't care what this year's looked like. I need you to not lose heart and not to lose hope. And you got to keep dreaming and believing that a greater day is coming. Somebody say a greater day is coming. Not only is it coming, it's already here. I need you to believe that right now. I need you to accept this word, this reality. And I need you to start waking up every morning and speaking it over your day, over your life, over your family, over your friends, over your cars, all of it. A greater day. It is a greater day. This is the Lord's day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because the Lord has made this day. And because the Lord made it, it is a great day. Somebody say greater day. The people believed for a new king to liberate them. I want you to understand something. They were in their moment, stressed, angry, taxed, all kinds of stuff, but they still believed that a greater day was coming. And I want you to hear me, listen to me. 2020 is 2020, but 2021 and 2022 and whatever God wants to do in the next coming years, hey, come on, somebody say, but listen now. I almost I was about to go into some rapping for a minute there. But but you got to keep believing for a greater day. Somebody say greater day. In the middle of disappointment, in the middle of disparity, in the middle of people letting you down and throwing you to the side and kicking you out and doing all this stuff, whatever it may be, in the middle of good days and bad days, a greater day is coming. Somebody say a greater day. I declare that over you right now prophetically that a greater day is coming, that you are not going to live the, the, even over the even beginning today, even over the rest of this year. God is going to begin to change the course of your life, of your days, and you're going to experience God's goodness and grace and mercy like never before. Somebody say greater day. Another thing is to this is to it uh, is to anticipate adversity. Somebody say adversity. Jesus was born during King Herod's time. Adversity is a part of God's plan. You have to anticipate that adversity is going to come. Nobody, 100% of the time, 100% of the people are not going to be okay with the decisions or the life that you have. Hello. They're not going to like everything that you got to say. Anybody going to like, listen, you might have people around you all the time that celebrate you and love on you, but there are people who are going to be haters just because they wake up every morning and drink haterade, and that's who they is. They drama, drama, drama. You got to anticipate adversity. King Herod killed all newborn boys. All of them. Under two. Got to go. Can you imagine being King Harry sitting in there making that decision? Yo, here's Messiah coming. He's going to be born. Uh, let's kill all the babies. Say what? All the babies. The boys got to go. King Harry, you're going to be on that list too. <laughs> but listen, Jesus could have came in very, you know, rich, silver spoon, no adversity. God could have picked a whole nother time where the, a king was on his side, was celebrating him to come. But he didn't. He sent him in the middle of adversity. Jesus came on the scene with somebody wanting to kill him. 
And we want all, we want all the good stuff from God. Oh my God, please bless my life. I want to do this. And God's like, sometimes you need a little adversity so you can remember that I'm still God in the middle of your trial and tribulation. You might be going through it, but I'm still God and I'm still good. You got to anticipate adversity. Can I tell you something? The, the most harmful thing you can do to yourself in the next year is believe that 2021 will be absent of any trial or tribulation. Because 2020 was bad. I mean, I know next year God's going to be real good to me. Uh, excuse me? No. We had a lot of things happen nationally, society-wise, huge this year. But if you believe that next year that your life is just going to be empty of any trial or adversity, you have not read the Bible at all. Come on, somebody. Anticipate adversity. Somebody say adversity. The last thing is this, and this is the joy of anticipation. You got to anticipate affirmation. Somebody say affirmation. Oh, I love this one because Jesus came. The people were anticipating a greater day. Jesus came. There was adversity. But when Jesus showed up, there was also affirmation. Sometimes when we're going through trials and tribulations, we fail to remember that God is still for us. Joseph, Mary, you had a word from God. You traveled. You did all the stuff. She gave birth to this baby boy. You named him Jesus. They still don't know if what the angel said was, come on. I wonder if Joseph was still in the back of his head going, mm-hmm. Is that really the Holy Ghost? I don't know, girl. I don't know. <laughs> Let me see what he looking like. I thought he would come out with a little half body, half spirit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So just, yeah, ignore that. Anyways, it wasn't, listen to this, it wasn't until the, the wise men showed up that their anticipation, their faith was affirmed. They showed up with their gifts, gold, myrrh, and frankincense. And they showed up excited and just full of joy. And can you imagine Mary and Joseph in that moment probably were like, Oh my God, he is. This is the word of the Lord. This is, this is Jesus. Mary's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the mama of Jesus. They believed and believed, and it wasn't affirmed until it came to pass. And a lot of us, we want to wait till we get affirmation. I ain't doing it to God. You know, I need confirmation 18 different times from 25 different prophets. 
And then when God does it, see, I just I want you to hear this. Sometimes you won't know until you're on the journey. Sometimes you get a word from God that don't make sense, but you got to learn how to step out and trust him and go and do it. And you may not know until it's delivered, oh, this was what God wanted. This is what God was saying. I believe it now. But you got to, when you're having faith and believing God, you got to anticipate that affirmation is coming. Somebody say affirmation is coming. Affirmation is coming. Let's stand in for a moment. I just, I want to uh, encourage you if you're here, if you're watching online, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you've gone through, a greater day is coming. And though it may have some adversity, God will still do what he said he would do. And not only that, he'll affirm it. He'll confirm it. He'll let you know that he's working in you. Some of y'all, it's already been affirmed. I, I would dare you to look back at your reactions and the stuff that's happened even over the last few weeks. How have you reacted? That'll tell the story. You know, they cut me off and I didn't go off. Oh, my Lord, look at that. God's doing the work in me. Amen. She posted something online and I didn't say a word. He's doing the work in me. Amen. <laughs> Some of you just need peace to move on. I, let me say that one more time. You need peace to move on. Some of you just you're feeling stretched because you're trying to hold on to two different lives, two different worlds. And God is saying, let it go. You need that uh, Elsa anointing. Let it go, let it go. All I'm saying, there's joy and there's strength in anticipating a greater day. That's great joy and anticipation of a greater day. Let's pray, Lord. Thank you for those here under the sound of my voice. I pray that they not lose heart, they not lose faith, but they keep on believing, God, that you will do what you said you will do. And yes, Lord, this year has been crazy. There's been ups and downs. But you know what, God? We can be honest, we, we, as hard as it may be to say this, we believe that it was part of your plan. Whatever you plan to do, we trust you, God, with our lives that you will still make your word come to pass. So I ask you right now to give great joy in the midst of sorrow great peace in the midst of confusion and great strength in the midst of weakness. Thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in.